Assalamualaikum Salam sejahtera dan salam satu Malaysia Tuan-tuan dan puan-puan sekalian Selamat datang ke episod ketiga Pemikiran tentang filem-filem Ataupun Thoughts on Films lah dalam bahasa Inggeris dan Hari ini kita ada tetamu kita yang tetap istimewa Walaupun dia dah Ini kali ketiga ya? Encik yeah, Dias Sernawan ya, Bapak Dias Sernawan Mas Mas Dias hmm. Sudah memberikan sumbangan masa dan tenaga beliau Buat episod rakaman episod podcast ini um, Ya yeah. Hari ini kita ada beberapa isu yang menarik yang agak interesting yang saya rasa kita boleh kemukakan tapi yang pertamanya saya ingin tanyalah bagi segmen dan lain-lain seperti biasa kita mulakan dengan segmen itu Bapak Dias ya, ada apa-apa ya, yang Fikir. menarik yang ingin dikongsi dengan para pendengar podcast uh, ni Ada I just watch uh, Conjuring Ya Conjuring filem horror ataupun filem terror yang sangat terror untuk menakutkan orang Uh, arahan James Wan James Wan Malaysian born Malaysian born uh, Dan sekarang ni kita semakin Sering dengar nama dia Dan juga perkataan Malaysian born Sebab beliau telah dipilih Untuk mengarah filem Fast 7 Fast 7 Fast and Furious 7 Fast and Furious 7 uh, Kalau kali Fast 6 tu Indonesia Ada Joe Taslim Makanya Malaysia ada James, James Wan lah kan? uh, He's Australian though Now right He's Probably Australian lah Tapi so. Kita orang kan orang Malaysia kan Or American macam. I'm not sure yeah. Is it? I yeah. don't know lah yeah. Well it's not, not Malaysian lah No No But Macam biasa lah Kita Silat kita ambil dari Indonesia <laughs> Batik <laughs> Kita tengok lah kan Awek Awek <laughs> Tapi Awek Indonesia tu Juga mengambil hati Jejaka Malaysia Makanya It's a two way street juga lah um, But we get to the point now um, The Conjuring Yeah. Apa pendapat Bapak Dias tentang itu? Uh, well, shall we kind of like um, say brief, conclu- um, brief, like, uh, brief explanation on the story, I guess? Ah, yeah. Cerita yeah. apa? Cerita hantu je kita tahu kan? Yeah. Tapi cerita, cerita hantu, it's based, well they say it's based on true event. Hmm. That's what they said. Uh, it's uh, it's taken from one of the case of the Warren. Warren, the Warren. Basically the Warren is... Uh, husband and wife team that deals with the supernatural things okay the wife is a sensitive kind of type that she can see ghosts uh-huh. that she can see you know spirits the other being hmm. and she can kind of like sense uh, why are they there what do they they want and how oh. to yeah uh, what do they want and the, the husband is a dem- demonologist demonologist bukan dermatologist eh? no Demonologist. Dermatologist. Yes, and okay. basically what they do is um, they kind of like put it this way. They would, you know, one of those guys that would put their uh, that would be call when you have, you know, a ghost uh, thing in your house. But the thing, what's interesting is that most of the time we see this kind of people. They are a very geeky or a very ghostbuster, a very goofy kind of type, right? Mm. But no, these two characters they. Characters, they are so professionals, man. They come and they give like, exp- you know, uh, explanation on why is this happening, what happened, what's demon, mm. and most of the time, um, there are um, you know scientific explanation. Mm. 
I guess in one of the scene they actually go to the to the to the one of the one one of their client home and say that oh it's nothing it's just like this pipe mixed with this wind it makes like this kind of strange sound so yeah and I mean uh, most of the time this kind of things happen and you know demons and ghosts mm. it's really happened but when they do encounter demons they would be sitting down in front of you like they are a marriage uh, consultant. Like really seriously telling you that this is happening, this is not happening, and mm. um, the story in Conjuring is taken from their one of the worst cases that mm. even them themselves doesn't believe that you know. Uh, sorry, it's that it's, it's their hardest cases. This mm. is the hardest case. Mm. It's um, it's a period piece. Mm. I think it's in the seventies. Seventies. Seventies, I'm mistaken. Okay. It's about um, a family, a quite big family. Um, husband, wife, and four daughters. Four... Oh. Yeah, four daughters. Okay. Four daughters. They just move in into this uh, old house mm. in the middle of nowhere. They move in, and... Guess what? They're not... They're not the owner of the... They're, 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 they're not the, the only one who lives there. Uh. I mean, the, the story... The premise of the story is very basic, right? Mm. But... But, let me tell you. I think this is one of... James Wan's best film. Mm. As in story, characters, um, sounds, the cinematography, art, you know, uh, production design, they are brilliant. Mm. Um, you are there and you are enjoying the story, uh, you are uh, experiencing, uh, you know, enjoying the, 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 the movie and sometimes you have like this feeling that, you know, to, towards the end, one of the characters just do something. Mm. So the plot would go on. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They don't have that. Things just move. Huh. Things just move and move and move like that. Sentage? Yeah. Things just move, you know. So when there you is, say things no... just move to... As in, as in, I mean like... What kind of things are we talking uh, about? Okay, I mean like, for example, in, say, in, in a storytelling kind of perspective, like in Fast 6, right? Yeah. Um, Dom meets Latte. Okay. Right? Again. Sorry, yeah, Fast 6. Uh, then he has a choice whether he should go and look for her or just, you know, fuck, my life is brilliant right now. Why, why, why the fuck should I care? Mm. Right? He can do that as well, right? Yeah, and no, probably no. things can go on from there as well. But yeah. in Fast 6, uh, he actually go in and... Um, cuba menyelamatkan, menyelamatkan right? In yeah. Conjuring, there's not, nothing like that. Things just, you know, happening for a reason, like a valid reason. Hmm. Things just, just flow from one end to another. Flows like that. Jadi, apa, um, sudut pandangan saintifik yang telah digunakan oleh uh, watak-watak utama dalam filem ini untuk menjelaskan apa, apa-apa saja yang telah berlaku dalam filem tersebut juga apa diaplikasikan uh, kepada jalan cerita ini lah. Segala-galanya berlaku... Yeah. Ada sebabnya lah macam tu lah. Yeah. Uh, things just happen and move things forward. Things just happen. Yeah. Okay. Boleh, boleh beri satu ni tak satu contoh atau example daripada filem tu yang yang dimaksudkan oleh bapa Dias. Hmm, I'm afraid that I might spoil it. Uh, you don't want to spoil it. Okay, okay, kau aje ni. Alright, uh, let me ask you another question in another way. Yeah. Cita tu takut tak? Menakutkan tak? <coughs> oh, it keeps keeps my ass off the the cinema seat for like at least five times at least five times yeah. and the thing is and the thing is you know shit gonna happen mm. 
you know, when you see this, the scene, when you see the shot, you know that shit can happen. Mm. You know it. Mm. But one makes it. He, he crafted so well that mm. even though you know it's gonna happen, it still scares the shit out of you. Mm. I mean, it's like when you're seeing a real ghost. You know, you know that oh shit, something is wrong. Something is wrong. And when you see the real ghost, when you see ghost, then mm. it still scares the shit out of you. Mm. One of the most brilliant scene is um, this one scene where um, this is uh, one of um, the first uh, the first uh, I think this is the first couple of um, occurrences of the ghosts when mm. they first kind of like meet the ghosts. This is the um, the the daughters. Mm. Uh, the one of uh, the the two daughters shares a room, mm. and uh, she's being pulled and being pulled and being pulled. Right? Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, and there, cinematography-wise, it's just brilliant. Things just just um, cinematography and um, sound-wise is very brilliant. As in, um, she peeks, uh, she wakes up and realizes that oh shit, it's not my sister who's been pulling me. Oh. Who is this? Who is this? I mean, like you know, that's happened. This is very, um, yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. cliche, but you know, uh, and she peeks uh, to the what the bottom, or I mean, like uh, she she peeks down mm-hmm. uh, under her bed, and mm-hmm. the camera moves with her. Oh, and the camera moves with her. Camera moves with her from upside down ah. to her perspective like that. It's amazing. It. Ah. It this tour, I mean, like it's just something I like it's. I mean, like it's confusing, but it it's, it it helps. It helps yeah. the tension. Yeah. And when she goes up, she sees there's like shit. Someone is the corner. She wakes her sister up, right? Some someone is there. Someone is there. The sister is just like no, no one is here. No one's. Here. She's the person's behind you. That person's behind you. And you know what? Mm-hmm. The sound, right? We start off with like a almost like. No score, mm. and then the score just kind of like went up, went up with the tension, mm. but without tipping that there's gonna be anything in that scene. Oh, right. So it's like you know, it's like you know, it's it's not like the because in music, um, sometimes they would tip off. Yeah, but the emotions, yeah, tip yeah. off like one of the things that's gonna happen, but they didn't do that. Yeah, and when that thing happens, I tell you what. The score is just went into inception kind of sound, like a zimmer <laughs> kind of sound. I'm serious. You know that that kind of sound of uh. Imagine Inception when um, when Cobb is talking to to Edel uh, what's the girl name? Oh the girl's name. Ariadne. Uh Ariadne. Talking to Ari- Ariadne and you know, he's saying, um, do you realize that you're dreaming and things just Exploding! Uh, you have that. Masa mereka sedang duduk di kedai kopi macam tiba-tiba benda meletup. Yeah, imagine that music. Imagine that score in that film. And yet, nothing is happening. We just like see the older sister who's like saying, you know, there's nothing here, and the younger sister's like, behind you, behind. And it just went silent. It just went silent for like a second or two. And then, boom! The door fucking closes. <laughs> like, like, like I tell you, like, 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 like I told you. You know you're gonna get scared. You know that you're gonna get scared. But he's crafted so well that it's just so good. It's just like, oh shit! Menarik. Yeah. Okay. Sekarang saya pun rasa macam nak keluar daripada rumah ni 
daripada studio ini studio apartment <laughs> dan pergi tengok filem tu sekarang tapi sekarang tengah malam buta so mungkin saya tak akan pergi melihat filem conjuring tapi kita bergerak daripada filem conjuring ni kita gerak ke filem seterusnya yang akan diarah oleh James Wan iaitu filem Fast Seven yang seperti kita telah kita apa kata tadi kan Um, James Wan ni sebagai seorang pengarah filem, sebagai seorang sutradara dia memang ada banyak pengalaman dalam penyampaian cerita hantu dengan cara yang agak menarik yeah. dan efektif. Yeah. Kalau bukan cerita hantu pun cerita yang uh, menyeramkan, mm. tak semestinya uh, tak semestinya uh, seperti Saw dan sebagainya tak semestinya ada hantu, tapi masih um, agak agak seram juga lah. Right? Apakah yang kita boleh lihat dari filem Conjuring ni dan filem-filem sebelum ini yang telah diarahkan oleh beliau? yang boleh dibawa masuk ke dalam sebuah filem franchise seperti Fast Seven. Hmm. Fast Seven ni dah ada establish, ada ada franchise dia, ada tradisi dia dan ada elemen-elemen yang harus juga ada dalam filem yeah. tersebut yang tak boleh diubah suai sangat. Tapi sekarang seorang pengarah filem horror telah dipilih mengarahkan filem Fast Seven. Apakah menurut pendapat bapak Dias yang boleh diambil daripada filem-filem sebelum ini yang yang agak menarik untuk di, di, hmm. dimasukkan ke dalam video tersebut. Uh, I think one start off with uh, Saw, right? And hmm. kind of like a couple a couple of film, a couple of his film after that is like gore slasher hmm. um, films, right? Hmm. And then he, he started to do Insidious, which hmm. is still, um, you know, thrilling, hmm. but it's a lot more subtle because it plays with ghosts. Yeah. And then it goes into um, Conjuring, which is a, a very subtle subtle ghost. I mean, like, it's not like so that you s- just see everyone get hacked, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then moving on into Fast 7. Yeah. Hmm. It's very hard, right? To kind of, like, imagine what he's gonna do with Fast 7. Although... He has a brilliant sense in the storytelling hmm. uh, method and skills, you know. Okay. Like I said, um, you know that things gonna happen, hmm. but yet you still get terrified by looking at it, and it's, it's, it's a good fun. You just get oh shit, you know, yeah. this is happening. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah. Maybe that. Ya, sebab dari segi uh, perspektif franchise lah katakan mm-hmm. Setiap filem kita menonton tu Kita tahu hero atau wira dalam filem tersebut tidak akan mati sebenarnya mm. Sebab mereka akan ada filem atau cerita yang seterusnya yang ingin disampaikan yeah. Dalam filem yang, 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 yang lain Ataupun uh, filem-filem seperti filem superhero pun macam tu juga Alright, So mungkin cara dia tahu apa kita apa akan dapat teka apa yang akan berlaku seterusnya Tapi dia masih tetap Uh, cari jalan untuk memberikan satu kesan yeah. yang yang kita tidak dapat sangka kan yeah. tak, tak dapat dijangka kan uh, jadi mungkin kita itulah itu salah satu benda yang kita ingin yeah. apa kita harus lihat kita harus nonton filem tersebut baru kita dapat tahu apa ini kan mm. susah jugaklah tapi agak menarik jugaklah yeah. i'm and quite looking forward to it then fast seven is about the revenge of the brother right Apparently, yeah. I think so, right? It's mm. uh, I think Jason Statham would play the you know Saul's bro- Shaw's brother that takes on revenge on um, you know the whole of Dom's crew. Yeah. And Conjuring is about the family as well. 
insidious about feminism. Ah, so makanya the relationship. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. This is like this is very this is a very stretch out theory, hmm. but maybe. Yeah, atau tiba-tiba kita tengok the rock jadi hantu kan? Macam, no, Han. Han jadi hantu. Han mm. hidup balik. <laughs> Han and Giselle. Atau ah Giselle dia hidup balik. Dia hidupkan balik. Okay. balik. Di zombie di Tokyo ke apa ke? Kita no, they'll be drifting in an RX7. Hmm. In, in in a burning RX-7 like Nicolas Cage ah, Ghost Rider yeah. so Ghost Driver lah, Ghost, Ghost Drifter Ghost Drifter <laughs> can you imagine that it's gonna be very <laughs> awesome I mean you just imagine it I mean like this burning sport cars just drifting through Tokyo <laughs> yeah, it's burning yeah, tapi tak ada orang buat film lagi kan belum lagi lah eh? Belum lah Okay, give me a five that We'll start new franchise <laughs> Ghost Drifter Dan selepas ini Kita akan kembali Dengan segmen seterusnya Jangan ke mana-mana Alright, tonton dan perempuan sekalian uh, Selamat pulang ke uh, Episod ketiga Thoughts on Films uh, Bagi minggu ini um, Kami ada dengan kita ni uh, Pada hari ini Encik dia Sarnawan iaitu beliau merupakan seorang um, sinematografer, pengarah fotografi, macam mana kita nak nak kata ni? Sinematografer lah. Ah, uh, just a cameraman man. Ya Allah <laughs> ya Tuhanku. Jangan cintu bro, kita nak kena apa angkat sikit nama kau ni. Tapi tak apa. Oh, boleh, boleh. Seorang filmmaker, seorang pembikin filem, seorang sutradara, seorang Uh, penyunting filem juga uh, Beliau hmm. juga banyak uh, Menyunting uh, filem pendek Dan um, Iklan Iklan dan sebagainya um, And also colouring um, Doing colour correction and what not So ada banyak Pengalaman yang telah Diraih oleh beliau uh, Dalam Kerianya yang sebenarnya Sebentar waktu ni Hanya beberapa tahun lah kan Tak begitu ni sangat lah Tapi Um, sedikit sebanyak ia, ia agak menarik sebab um, titik permulaan bagi Encik atau bapa dia Sendawan ni macam lain sikit daripada yang lain um, mungkin boleh cuba terangkan sikit sebanyak maybe in your own words tentang bagaimana um, dia bermula berfikir tentang untuk menjadi seorang pengarah atau uh, pengarah fotografi atau filmmaker macam tu Okay, um, honestly like right, Fikri I never have a dream making a film <laughs> never I mean like um, most filmmaker like you know even Spielberg he plays around with toys and bowlegs at around 8 hmm. 8 years old he's already rolling with bowlegs man yeah <laughs> uh, Robert Rodriguez he's been making movies making, making film with his siblings his entire life basically yeah but, uh, but not me I'm I, I like to watch movies. I like to enjoy uh, stories. Mm. I actually started off by being a writer, a short story writer, mm. and uh, I wrote, uh, you know, quite a lot of short stories and uh, poems. And then, uh, and I was in Monash, and funnily enough, I don't take a course that is related mm. by and by by far chance to film. I took marketing yeah. <laughs> I took marketing even from when I was still in high school I want to be marketer because I think it's fun mm. 
And because when you're doing exam, you don't really have to study. You just have to bullshit your way through with like the, you know, one theory here and you just bullshit the way, way through. That's why I enjoy it. That's and it's, I rasa bagi mereka yang dah graduate sebagai marketer pun sebenarnya bila buat kerja dia pun yeah. dia just bullshit. Yeah, and, and it's just a very practical, <laughs> exactly. It's a very practical, um, you know, uh, I don't know, course to begin with. Marketing. Marketing is like, it's not like finance, not like economics where everything is like uh, purely textbook. Marketing mm. is about, you know, I think 50 percent science and another fifty percent art. Yeah. Because you have to be able to convince people. You have to be able to to sell your stuff, right? Mm. That's marketing, the art of selling. Which yeah. Um, and then um, in Monash, I remember there is a. They have like a short film courses, just like a workshops. Mm. I happened to attend one of them. Mm-hmm. One of the script writing workshop because I was I was uh, like I said I was writing short film I just want to know how does uh, how does one would write a, a, a screenplay yeah or a script um, yeah I started with that and um, there I met a few guys um, I met Bradley Bradley Liu okay um, he's uh, he's uh, he's my friend now and he well we've, we've been. Uh, working together for quite a while in this little collective called um, Bukan Projects. We'll get into that later, lah. Yeah. Um, but the I think the lecturer in charge they keep a tab on who's ever coming because mm. I think it's a you know free film cruise, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <Sure. laughs> and then. Dapat I, mengurangkan sedikit lah kos pembikinan filem. Yeah. And um, I got. I got this email saying that oh Bradley Bradley Liu is gonna make a short film mm. uh, financed by Monash. I was like oh, okay great, mm. uh, but at that time I don't know what I'm gonna do. I mean here you write the stuff and writing was practically the only thing that I know, but I still wanna get into the filmmaking thing. Yeah. So I apply myself as the first AD without knowing what the hell a first AD do. <laughs> Okay, what does the first AD do? Sekarang dah ni dah ada pengalaman sikit. What does the first AD do? First AD is um, somewhat like the producer's extension hand during day-to-day kind of job. Yeah. He's the guy who makes shit happen. Yeah. Sebelum saya terlupa ni, uh, AD itu sebenarnya dipendekkan daripada assistant director. Assistant director. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that he assisting director as in, okay, go and get me a coffee. No, actually, basically, I think most of the times, actually, the AD who screams... Um, action and cut mm. and he gonna like um, he gonna turn himself into the director and you know mm. he's gonna wait for the director is he like did he like the take or yeah. not that's uh, AD and he make the the um, this, the the schedule the whole schedule how to fit like the most scenes into one location mm. as efficient and effective as possible okay and so then how, how did it work? That part. Yeah, how did it work for this film then? <laughs> for that first film, I think what I did was instead of being a first AD, mm. I think I ended up being like a second. No, not even a second. I was like a s- more like a continuity person. I see. Any film? Film? What is it? It's a film called Broken Source. It's okay. a very interesting film, actually. It's a very uh, political, very political. political film. Mm. Um, yeah, basically just um, telling a story about this guy who's being chased down by a unknown killer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dan 
adakah ini projek pertama yang yang yeah that's uh, that was my first first ever project and from the first time I got into the set I remember um, after they finished I I fell in love with film with um, film production or filmmaking at the at the first glance at mm. the first experience it's like it's like falling in love once and then again and then again and then again you just you know you just keep falling in love with it you find something new you always find something new yeah at least that's for me i i just yeah i mean i think that's that's the best way to describe it i just just a first love yeah memang love at first glance memang pembikinan film ni sebenarnya um, ianya berterusan sebenarnya yeah. kan? kita tidak buat sekali dah habis tu habis tu yeah. je kita renew diri kita dan proses yang kita ulangkan balik proses tu bagi projek dan cerita yang yeah, berlainan yeah, dan sebagainya yeah, itu agak menarik lah cara yang digunakan untuk uh, menjelaskan perasaan yeah. Dias um, tapi katakan kalau daripada filem yang pernah ditonton sebelum ni tak rasa macam tu ke? mungkin ada uh, maybe do you have a favorite filmmaker atau a favorite film yang memberikan perasaan yang lebih kurang sama? before that? sebelum tu ya? never really tak ada honestly never hmm It's a bit, yeah. I mean, like, I find it funny myself <laughs> that I never, I, I never know who make this film. I just know that the film is good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I fell in love with Inception, my first sight as well. Though I think it's a brilliant film. Okay. It's before filmmaking and actually knowing that Nolan is God. <laughs> He has a godlike skill. <laughs> Dan uh, saya ingin menyarankan kepada mereka yang mendengar pada episod ini sekarang, uh, bapa dia senarawan tidak ada keinginan atau apa-apa maksud untuk uh, menghina Islam. Oh, tidak, 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 tidak. Jangan-jangan tiba-tiba kita dapat Itu hanya perumpama. <laughs> Jangan tiba-tiba ada ramai orang komplain pula Okay, tapi itu pengalaman pertama sebagai yeah. sebagai uh, seseorang yang terlibat dalam pembikinan filem. What about your first film? Film pertama yang ditulis atau diarahkan oleh <coughs> dia sendiri itu. Okay. Terangkan sedikit sebanyaklah. I think it's about a month after uh, Broken Souls and uh, because I was the the first AD. You know, they say I'm the first AD so I got everything. I have the script, I have the um the uh, storyboard, hmm. I have the schedule, I have everything. A month after that, a friend called me up, and I remember during that time, I was the, I was a ghostwriter for a few of um, students from other universities for their assignments. I was the ghostwriter for, okay. the, for their assignments. Ini bukan ghost drifter, eh? No, this uh. one is a ghostwriter. They basically they pay me up to do their assignment, their journalism assignment, their whatever things. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, because I mean Monash is very very hard. So when I get like this people's assignments, like oh, okay, I mean like this is your this is your final assignment. This is like the first paper in Monash, like the first assignment in Monash is like their final. Okay. So and I got like yeah, two hundred hundred bucks per paper. So it's not that bad. And one of this one of this uh, kid, uh, she came up to me and says, I have this assignment that I have to make a self. Reflection video, hmm. and I was like, okay, self-reflection video. Why don't we just make a short film instead? Okay. 
<laughs> and I remember during that time, um, uh, one of my friends uh, lent me their DSLR for me to play around with for like a week or so. Okay. I know they have that camera, so I went home. Uh, we well, we have a discussion. Uh, my friend and I about who she is, and in- interestingly, she has a very interesting issues to you know mm-hmm. dealing with because basically she's uh, she's a bipolar. And she has like a a lot of um, grief stories. Yeah, bipolar disorder ni um, sesuatu satu apa um, isu psychological lah kan? Yeah. Di mana yeah. mereka mungkin ada perasaan atau cara pemikirannya agak bertentangan, tapi pada masa yang sama lah. Mungkin ini kita boleh we can put up a link for this up on on the post later supaya para pendengar boleh dapat tahu sikit sebanyak apa yang dimaksudkan bipolar ni tapi yeah. ya teruskan ya yeah, um, oh yeah and then I just after I finish listening to her story I just go back home and I started to write hmm. to write a story about a girl who who seems perfect hmm. but not really that perfect. I mean, her people people see her life uh, as imperfect. She got a nice boyfriend. She's pretty, but that's that's the that's the outside. That's that's the tip of the iceberg. And right now we are seeing like the the whole iceberg, the one that's being hidden under the under the ocean. And that's um, that's uh, that's when she got home from from a trip overseas mm. and finds her uh, boyfriend cheating on her or her fiance cheating on her. Mm. And she goes out and run into her ex roommate's um, room, mm-hmm. and her ex roommate committed suicide in that room. And she kind of like, uh, you know, started started to ask question, "Why did you commit suicide?" I think I kind of like understand why you did that. Okay. So she killed herself too. That's great. <laughs> But that's great because well, production wise, it's great because I had to make like a lot of blood ah. and that's really really fun my first film I have like a lot of blood technically what te- technical wise it's shit though wow. <laughs> I just I just watched it I just watched them uh, because I, I thought I, I thought I lost this film yeah last week I was looking for it uh, and I thought I lost it hmm. but I found it like I think just like you know six hours ago and I was watching it and it's like it's <sighs> I don't know, man. I mean, iyalah. Memang, memang perasaan lah. Macam kalau kita tengok kan, macam saya yakin semua orang sekarang yang yang telah terlibat dalam pembikinan filem kalau dah tengok balik produk pertama yang telah diterbitkan yang menggunakan nama mereka dan sebagainya, idea mereka memang reaction yang macam ni juga lah. Tapi ini juga satu pembelajaran. Ya, pembelajaran dan titik permulaan yang agak penting bagi semua orang lah. Kalau kita nak katakan apa aspek uh, penerbitan filem yang paling mencabar sekali dalam mewujudkan karya ini uh, yang memberikan uh, pelajaran yang paling besar sekali kepada Dias uh, dalam penerbitan. Sebenarnya cerita ni apa tajuk dia? Uh, by my side, by my side forever, if ever. By my side forever, if ever. Okay, yang paling susah sekali nak nak buat filem ni apa dia? Uh, when I was doing it, when I was writing it, it kind of like just flow. 
Mm-hmm. I already know. Uh, yeah, things are perfect there. And uh, when I was making it, it's not really that difficult as well. I mean, like I I don't feel that it is mm. as difficult. Maybe because I don't know shit about making film back then. <laughs> I mean, like I just finish my like my pr- first production like first my first experience uh, in a film production in mm. a short film production and the next month after that I'm doing film I don't know I don't know what exposure is mm. I don't know what the what the hell focal length means mm. I don't know how to pick up good audio ah that's just uh, <laughs> but I mean like I just I just I just do it you know I just do it I know that I have a story and I have a camera Mm. I have a friend who's willing to pay for the first film, for that film, and not only that, she pays for the production, she pays me as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I have a, I think I have a, I have a couple of friends who are cam whores who always wants to be in front of cameras, mm. and those girls are beautiful. So. Mm. So yeah, I just, just, I was, I just, I just do it. I think the most. I, I remember the most challenging part was at the editing. Because, like I said, I was a marketing student. Mm. I don't feel the need that I need a Mac. I don't feel the need I need a powerful computer. So I have like this shitty Windows laptop. Mm. I had to edit on uh, Sony Vegas. And mm. I was shooting with DSLR. And people who shoot with DSLR knows that playing back DSLR real time editing it's almost impossible yeah except in uh, Premiere Pro with a quite strong machine you know yeah. but you can't really do it so I think that's uh, technical technical wise uh, technical wise that's the that's the most difficult part okay tapi itu juga boleh diatasi lah dengan pengalaman dan yeah. juga apa uh, sumber ruang yang agak Besar no, just no, uh, just a willingness, I guess. Because, because I because I I feel that that's my film, that's mm. my freaking film, that's my first short film. I have to make it decent, at least decent, you know. Yeah. But then again, I watched it again, and I keep saying to myself, why did I use like too much of this? <laughs> um, what was that? That the overlay, um, overlay transitions. The overlapping transition. Oh, overlapping transition. Overlapping transition. Um, fade in and fade out. Dissolve. No, the dissolve. Dissolve. I use a lot of dissolve, but like a very short dissolve, like a five frame dissolve on uh, one shot, and then next shot is like another five second dissolve. So it's like, oh. Hmm. And I mean, like, if I'm cutting right now, I just hate dissolve, so I never use dissolve. Okay. Not it though. Um. But yeah, tapi you mentioned about cutting and editing and whatnot. Dan sekarang itu satu apa peranan yang sering dimainkan yeah. um, bagi penerbitan filem atau uh, video bagi kolektif yang kita um, ada sentuh sikit tadi. Um, the weekend projects. Mm-hmm. Okay, mungkin projects ke project? Projects. Projects. Okay, mungkin kita boleh um, uh, berkongsi sikit sebanyak. Apa benda weekend projects? Okay, the weekend projects is... Um a name that um, Fei, uh, Bradley Liu and uh, Fei uh, and Fei Sheng uh, came up. This mm. is like a name that they've been sticking around with when they are making films in high school because mm. they are high school friends. Oh, I see. Yeah, and um, when they go to Monash, uh, they discover Monash has a ton of filmmaking equipment. <laughs> yeah, 
HDV shit, uh, HDV cameras, and they're not, saying, not, oh, not quite HDV shit, lah. Uh, HD, 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 yes, HD, yeah. and they're like, oh yeah, we're shooting on HD camcorders. <laughs> but yeah, they were happy with it. Um, I never really met Brad up until Broken Souls, and by then he's he's already making quite a handful of short short films. Mm. And um, the project, the my my first film, the by uh, by my side forever if after, is kind of like a secret project. Mm-hmm. Because I see it and I don't like it. Okay. I, I feel it's like shit, you know. It's very pretentious. No, until the time where um, there's a short film screening in Monash again. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the lecturer knows that I'm making it because I I, I I actually go up to him and say, "Oh, this is how I made this film. What do you think about it?" Mm-hmm. And without my permission, he just put it up there. I was like, what? <laughs> and Bradley just called me up. I was like, dude, you make films? You make films? Huh, what? Yeah, this one. We're going to screen it like next week. He's like, yeah, why do you keep it a secret? And I was like, um, you know, I'm, because I mean, like, I'm, I'm a type of person that, that, that is, um, that has a quite, uh, high, um, Standards. Yeah, it's not stand. Yeah, that's one. And then mm-hmm. I, I don't like people see me as if I don't know nothing. At least I have to know something so I can be there. Yes, aku rasa itu apa boleh di di aplikasikan kepada semua orang Right, and I, I just, I just, I just don't like it, and I feel that feel that 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 film is shit. So I never like, I, I, I don't distribute it to my fans. I'm just like, yeah, I just made the film. Okay, all right. But his reaction by uh, back then was amazing. As in, you know, why didn't you tell me that you're making a film? We can help. You know, let's make a film together. And I think that's the time where I realized that filmmaking is a collaborative um, effort. Mm. That that I mean, like even right, right even uh, now, it's uh, without without other people, it's just impossible to make to make mm. to make films, right? And when I was making my first film uh, by my side forever, ever, basically mm. I'm doing everything. I'm I was directing, mm. I was um, camera operating, mm. I was doing sound as well, yeah. I was editing as well, because I don't know that. Well, I mean, like I can see that filmmaking is a, is a, is collaborative process. But mm. I feel shy yeah. to 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 do something that I don't have an experience on. I need to have some experience, and my first film supposed to be that experience. Mm. And when Brad up called me up, it's like okay, now I know I have friends to make film with. Mm. Um, so we meet up and we discuss about you know let's make like a film. Mm. What film should we make? You know. And I said that you know I always wanted to make like an action film. Okay. And we did make a short film. It's called uh, Kill the Mall. Yeah. Kill the Mall, and that's the first project where I think the weekend projects uh, started. Uh, in that film. Cerasminya. Um, yes, Cerasminya. In that film, Faye is acting. Uh, Brad is uh, assisting me. He's doing sound as well in that film. Mm. He's co-directing it with me. Uh, he he was the first AD on that on that on that shoot. I was. Uh, Sapa, who was the first AD? 
Bradley, Bradley. and then and, and, uh, and you know in terms of um, responsibilities yeah he was the first AD I was the director yeah and I think I I think no 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 I I I could could direct with him yeah I could direct with him on that first uh, on Kill 'em All and we shoot everything in Monash mm. shoot everything in Monash uh, call a bunch of friends up mm. um, to show up and become the terrorist okay and sh- and call another batch of friends up to look for guns ah so cerita tentang ada teroris dan ada nilah yeah it's it's a story about these two special special agents that has to that 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 that, that has to go into this building hmm. to kill the big boss of that building it's it's a very uh, it's like it's like die hard die <laughs> it's, hard. Not, it's not it's not it's not just die hard but yeah. i think it's not die hard i think it's a lot more like um, time crisis you know those games time ah, crisis in an arcade yeah, yeah. yeah it's like that time crisis is just go in and just shoot people up and that's what basically kill them all okay um agak menarik tu uh, jadi macam mana apakah perasaan dias how do you collaborate with others you know, previously you were doing stuff a little bit by yourself kan then in in other ways um dalam Penerbitan video sebelum ni pun You were receiving instructions And now for Kill Em All You are working with people And you are giving instructions mm-hmm. And and also Collaborating with others um, On a more professional level lah kan right? Macam mana how, 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 did this, how do you make this transition What What is the challenge like working with other people Uh I have a problem of communicating. <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's very hard uh, to transfer what you have in mind and try to say it to other people. Like you know, I think we sh- should do this and sh- should do that. That's what this and that. Um, Bradley helps me a lot on that on that shoot because mm. he has a, a lot of experience. Mm. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I think I just show up and just say to myself that yeah you can do it I mean like what's the big deal just 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 freaking do it yeah. <laughs> just freaking do it yeah uh, yeah even if uh, but I mean now looking back I know I did a, a shit job directing that <laughs> nobody is right or wrong in, in doing this life yeah but I mean like but but without that then I wouldn't know what my mistakes are you know precisely yeah. makanya kalau kita melihat pada sesuatu yang kita telah Buat to, to something that we have done And we look at it purely as a mistake but, uh, To be honest, it's not so much mistakes uh, More like lessons Lessons, yeah, to true be learned, Lessons think, right? to be learned Okay, then uh, well, moving on slightly from that um, Of course, you guys can probably guess by now And probably know by now Diaz adalah seorang warga negara Indonesia Yeah And telah agak lama jugalah uh, Matap di sini Boleh kata 10 tahun ke? Boleh lah kan? Kurang lebih 10 tahun Kurang lebih 10 tahun um, your thoughts on Malaysian films? Um, I know that you've seen a number, some. Just interested in in finding out apa pendapat Dias tentang uh, penerbitan dan, dan tayangan film di sini di Malaysia. What What do you think about it? Well, in terms of <coughs> film production, Malaysia has, uh, I think, as much as films that we do in Indonesia. Hmm. Right, because I mean, like you see uh, Malaysian film come up 
two movies in a month, two or three movies in a month, something like that, right? Yeah. Kalau misalkan ada lebih lebih dari itulah. Lebih dari uh, itu kan? Yeah. Itu cukup banyak kan? Ada cukup banyak, cukup lah. banyak kan? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, it's being divided into the commercial and then the indie um, hmm. film as well. Um, one thing that I kind of like see in Malaysian film is that it is very um, segregated mm. compared compared to Indonesian Indonesian film because mm. in um, and I think it is because of the language that um, you know it is just the fact that most Malaysian uh, doesn't doesn't necessarily speak Malaysian as their first language. Mm. Well, I mean, like this is uh, this is just me observing, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and um, I think language is a. <coughs> It's one of the because film is a cultural output or I don't know cultural object, right? Yeah, yeah. And and if you're talking about culture, you can't really escape that language is the primary um, material for what 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 make up a culture, mm. right? I mean, like uh, most of the time, and and. Um, With uh, with different languages, with different cultures, it's very hard um, to make uh, one film that would satisfy everyone, everyone or most of the yeah. people. Um, so what the films end up doing is they would make a film, but it's basically it's kind of like targeted to a specific kind of um, uh, demographic. Mm. Yeah, specific demographic. The Chinese film would go into a specific demographic. The Malay film would go into a specific demographic. Mm. I think it's um, it's quite sad. I mean, like if you kind of like think about it, right? Because mm. Malaysian film is Malaysian film, and everyone should should be able to enjoy it and see it as as it's a Malaysian film. You know, mm. I am I'm a Chinese. I can watch it. I'm Indian. I can watch it. I'm in Malay. Yes, I can. I can watch it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, memang apa um, tayangan film. Um, secara mainstreamnya lah dan juga mungkin yeah. secara in, independent ataupun um, bukan mainstream sangat um, yeah. persambutan bagi filem-filem tersebut juga segi sebanyak tetap keluar kepada bahasa 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 yang, yang digunakan dalam filem tersebut okay. tapi kalau Indonesia macam mana kalau Indonesia pun kalau kita kata um, dari segi variasi budaya dan bahasa pun ada juga kan ada. bukan semua orang Indonesia tu macam Bukan, bukan dia orang bukan orang yang sama dan dan sejarah dan budaya dan segala yang sama tapi tapi what what's the situation like is it the same in like, as in Malaysia or is it different? It's going to go back to a political um, subject now hmm. because um, <coughs> in uh, Indonesia back in Suharto regime, uh, regime hmm. the new order as we call it. Yeah. Bukan the new world order dalam wrestling. Uh, no, it's not. It's not. It's not new order as in the band new order as well. This is the Suharto regime, <laughs> uh, regime new order, right? Yeah, tiba-tiba ada band ni jadi president. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, coming back again, the uh, Suharto kind of like insisted that everyone must speak Indonesian, hmm. and um, he made a government that is so centralized in Jakarta hmm. that everything is based upon Jakarta. That even though that you're living um, in Aceh or in Medan, that is you know very far in the western side of Indonesia, or if you're in Papua, the most eastern part of Indonesia, you will see Jakarta mm. in the TV show and everything, right? Um, 
and even the the Chinese population there, they need to have a. Uh, they were encouraged to take up an Indonesian name. Okay. That's why if you see uh, Indonesian Chinese, they will have uh, an Indonesian name, but with like a sort of Chinese abbreviation at the back of the name. I have a friend called Henry Tanwijaya. His given name is Henry. His Chinese. Um, Family name is Tan, mm. so you make it like Tan Wijaya. That, that, that sort of stuff, okay. right? Um, that's one, and then the, and that makes everyone kind of like understand and speak uh, Indonesia, okay, uh, Indonesian language. Mm. Bahasa Indonesia. Yes, Bahasa Indonesia. Not only uh, that is one, and the second one is um, in terms of the uh, financial aspect of most Indonesian. Yeah. They are not very, they're, they're not as wealthy as most Malaysian are, um, mm. and the and Indonesia being a very large country, a very big country, we don't have um, the, the 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 cable the ca- the cable TVs doesn't go into people's homes as much as uh, as they are in Malaysia. Yeah. Most people in Indonesia would still watch, um, you know, local TV. Yeah, and like I said, uh, Suharto makes the the whole uh, country centralized to Jakarta, mm-hmm. Indonesia. It means the whole thing, the whole culture, the, whole, the TVs, the news that you get, mm. the um, the news that you get, the information is gonna be based in Jakarta. And film, as a byproduct of of culture and byproduct of politics as well, yeah. would reflect upon that, mm. right? And they will um, they will make films, they will make stories, they will make TV dramas based in Jakarta. Hmm. Right? And that kind of like makes, you know, everyone that watch this uh, TV program kind of like watch, oh, that's our culture. Hmm. That's ja- the Jakarta culture is our culture. Our, as our culture, you know? Hmm. So it makes it like uh, you know, the terms of culture and language is a lot more Uniform, uniform yeah. in a way. Right? Tapi jadi maksudnya budaya yang ada di Jakarta, di um, the capital of yeah. Indonesia, dijadikan yeah. budaya yang disarankan kepada semua orang lain untuk difaham dan dan diterima dan juga diolahkan um, um, on a day to day basis lah. No, it's not encouraged. It's just uh, it's just what happened. It's, it's just, just happened. it's just the reaction. It's just the reaction. It's just the reaction of the of the political um, policy to make Jakarta as a center. Hmm. If you make if you make the capital city the center, as in you only develop the capital city and you don't really develop the other cities, then everyone will go to Jakarta, and that's what happened. I mean, that's why you have like a very very bad traffic in Jakarta because everyone wants to go to Jakarta. That's the that's the dream, the Jakartan dream. Yeah. Once they get there, these people will have stories. Hmm. And most of the TV station will have the headquarters in Jakarta, mm. you know, being staffed by Jakartan peoples, being owned yeah. by Jakartans. Yeah, you know, their rights are, are yes, they're Javanese. They are, they're part. They are. They're from. They're. They're from Minang. They're from. They're from Medan. They're. They're. They were. Um, they are from different culture. But mm. at the end of the day, they are sharing this melting pot, mm. and sharing this Jakarta culture, mm. and. I think this is um, this goes as like you know why we see a lot of books and a lot of films um, 
has the uh, have the characters of a writer. Mm. Because writers, what they know is, you know, mm. as being a writer, they would they would they would write whatever things that they know. Mm. And because they live in the capital city, what they know is their experience living there. Yeah, the story's the, there. Yeah. And that is translates into their stories and into a script, mm. into a TV drama, yeah. a film, whatever. But it will somewhat be based in Jakarta. Okay. Yeah. Even like, um, yeah. I mean, in most part of Indonesia, people will speak two languages. One is Indonesian. The other one is their local dialect, right? Yeah. But then. Yeah, their local dialect. Uh, but now the local dialect is is fading. It's been replaced by this Jakartan um, lingo. Yeah. Bahasa. Yeah. Bukan bahasa, bukan sahaja bahasa Indonesia tetapi bahasa Jakarta. Bahasa Jakarta. Okay. Bahasa Jakarta. Itu agak menarik itu satu. That's that's my. Uh, that's what I see. Yeah. That's what I see. Tak apa, tapi itu sebenarnya satu pendapat yang agak penting dan mungkin dalam konteks Malaysia juga mungkin kita harus pertikaikan um, lebih secara lebih mendalam lagi tentang isu-isu seperti inilah bahasa dan politik dan sebagainya. Um, tapi apa yang telah diterbitkan adalah banyak filem yang agak berlainan yang telah mencerminkan um, personaliti yang berlainan juga yang terlibat dalam industri penerbitan filem-filem di Indonesia ni. Um, tapi yang menarik adalah beberapa buah filem yang telah diterbitkan yang juga ada uh, berjaya meraih uh, kejayaan di bidang uh, antarabangsa di, di medan tayangan filem antarabangsa yang, yang saya terfikirkan sekarang adalah filem The Raid. Mm. Yang yang pertama ni yang keduanya ada sebuah filem yang dinamakan Java Heat. Ya. Yeah. Di mana filem itu ada mm-hmm. um, senyum betul. Filem itu di, diterbitkan dan di dibuat dan di uh, bikin di Jawa kan, Yogyakarta. Yeah, that's why it's called Java Heat. <laughs> yeah, uh, that makes sense, right? Well, you never know. If, it, stuff, if they make it in Kuala Lumpur, it's going to be like what a Malaya Malaya Heat, right? Malaya Heat. Sebenarnya KL Gangster pun ada banyak <laughs> beberapa location dia shoot kat Selangor juga tapi tak apa. Um, uh, but yes, um, so apa yang saya nak tanya adalah yeah. adakah ini satu uh, trend yang akan wujud um, bukan saja pada waktu ini tapi juga di masa depan yang akan datang di mana um, lebih banyak filem terbitan Indonesia juga diangkat ke medan antarabangsa ataupun filem seperti Java Heat yang berjaya menarik pelakon daripada Hollywood dan sebagainya datang hmm. ke um, Indonesia dan bagi yeah. mereka yang tak tahu filem Java Heat ni ada Kellen Lutz daripada Twilight sebagai salah seorang daripada watak tam- uh, pelakon utama bagi filem tersebut dan juga Mickey Rourke oh Mickey Rourke dia dalam filem tu really Memang. I haven't even checked. I, I I haven't even read about Java Heat. I just see oh. like um, <laughs> yeah. I haven't I haven't even seen uh, it. So I can I can't really. Okay. I mean uh, I But, can't really speak yeah, about it. Kalau kita tengok trailer kan, memang ada satu shot tu. Dia kalau tak siapa saya dia main jahat lah. He's he's playing the baddie in the film. He's walking away from an exploding building in the background. I'm slow motion. Nampak semua tu memang. <laughs> cool guys never look at the explosion. Yeah, right? you never, never look. You never look at the explosion. Yeah. yeah. But. Kalau ada car accident pun dekat highway mungkin dia dia drive past kan. Orang lain semua berhenti tengok. Okay, what's, 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 uh, yeah. what's interesting yeah. is that the the two films that you mentioned, hmm. uh, The Raid 
and uh, Java Heat. Mm. They are both uh, directed by Caucasians. They're not directed by Indonesian. Okay. Like uh, the raid, uh, they I think they make the raid back in 2011. Hmm. I remember I was uh, reading a lot when they like uh, make uh, make the read because because um, in Indonesia there is just uh, we we just have a lot of dramas we don't have action films so this is one of the first film first film uh, in in recent times that is hmm. actually Indonesian and action packed hmm. right besides Maranto but. Yeah. Merantau pun ditebitkan oleh orang yang sama juga Yeah, sama siapa nama dia? Uh, Gareth Evans Gareth Evans, Gareth yeah. Evans, right Yeah, so originally they wanted to release um, two titles of the film hmm. uh, One is The Raid, as hmm. we know it The Raid is gonna go on in a festival tour around the world hmm. And they're gonna release it in Indonesia with the name of Serbuan Maut ah. Yeah But when they release it in Toronto yeah. The Raid receive so many good feedbacks that it you know the news travels back to Indonesia yeah. makes everyone psyched about it yeah and the filmmaker is like okay we already finished our festival tours where you go to Toronto where you go to Sundance as well right is it Sundance as well right and you know they go to a couple of places as well and they were thinking I think I think that's what I think they are thinking like okay we have like this news about an Indonesian film in Indonesian media that this Indonesian film is being received really well in the festival. Should mm. we still release it as Serbuan Maut or should we release it as The Raid? Mm. I think they release it as The Raid instead, just to catch on into the um, the publicity, mm. the uh, the unintended publicity that they that they received. Yeah, but it wasn't made by Indonesian director. It's Gareth Evans. He's a Welsh. Welsh, right? Yeah, yeah Welsh, and. Uh, Jeff Heat, the directors, um, directors and producer are this uh, Connor Allen and Rob Allen, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Let me let, let, let's check it again. Yeah. Mereka juga terlibat dalam penerbitan filem Merah Putih. Merah Putih, uh, Merah Putih trilogy is about uh, Indonesian war film mm. taking place in taken place in just uh, just a few years after we got our independence yeah because when we when we get when when in when we get our independence mm. the dutch never really acknowledge it at first mm. because they still feel like oh shit that's that's our colony yeah what the fuck are you doing now your independence now no so they they go in again yeah they go in again i think twice yeah. And that's the Mera, uh, Mera, Mera Putih is the the story of of that war. Yeah. And it's made by these two Americans, uh, Connor Allen and Rob Allen. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's for me. It's alright. It's yeah. it still feels very American. Yeah. The dialogue in in some places a bit weird. And here's a funny bit, right? During that time, Indonesia, uh, Indonesia is only independent for only like three years. We don't have a freaking army. We have the People's Army, which is just like people with guns, hmm. right? And yet, in that film, they make like a camp of this soldiers training. They given them um, uh, uniform. Yeah. 
and it's not that. And um, I remember I was I, I I I was working with with the second AD for that film for mm. that trilogy for the uh, sorry the sec yeah the second AD for that trilogy and and she said that yeah the film's okay but. We have a lot of problem doing that. It's not very factual. Mm. Even like the costume designer, who is this really a senior, uh, senior costume designer in Indonesia, and she's she's old, you know. Mm. I forgot if she's she or he, but the costume designer was living through this age, and and she, and and that uh, and the costume designer said to them that, you know, back then we don't have uniforms, and it won't look this nice. <laughs> That that sort of thing. Um, well, my theory is this, you know, Fikri. Yeah. That they wanted to make a war film in America. Yeah. But there are just so many good people, like a better filmmakers. Filmmakers. Yeah. So they don't get the money. Yeah. Well, they have some money, but they won't be able to make it in, in the states. So yeah. maybe I think they go to Indonesia and just decide, okay, the production here is cheap enough. They have some sort of um, history. Hmm. A very fierce kind of um, uh, history where they fight the Dutch, they fight the uh, the Japanese. I think hmm. they can make it, yeah. So I think that's 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 how they they make it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, and that's the same producers and director and writers. <laughs> <laughs> the same theme. You see, la, you see how it's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the project is very you know very tight. Uh, yeah. By the same guys that make Java Heat as well, yeah. so I think that's not, you know no, not really big deal. Yeah, makanya kita tak boleh melihat kepada filem-filem ni sebagai filem Indonesia sangat lah. To a certain extent, yeah, sebab memang masih ada orang Indonesia yang terlibat dan sebagainya. Tapi maybe we have to, ni lah. Yeah, it's it's written by Americans, you know. Yeah, so it's written by I mean I mean um, Gareth Evans, Wales, he's a Welsh. And he write the the rate. Mm. I don't have much problem with that because I mean even I I know that I picked up like few dialogues it's just a bit off. Mm. But you watch the rate not for the dialogues, right? You yeah. Watch it just to get just to see people get whacked. Yeah. To bits of bits uh, of bits of shit, right? <laughs> and yeah, it's, into it's bits all of shit. right. I mean it's all right, but this is like American writers who. Are trying to make a period piece, a period war piece of Indonesia. I think mm. it's just a bit off, lah. Off, tak, tak you know. Lah. Yeah. Okay. Tapi tak apa. So makanya m- mungkin apa? Um, di masa depan. And then sorry. Yeah. And the director pull off last minute. Which director? The Indonesian director. Uh, it's uh, it has it has two directors. The American and for Merapute. Uh, for Merapute has the uh, American directors and the Indonesian director as well. So what this is for untuk tiga tiga film tu? Uh, this is the first one. Untuk film okay. pertama. The director pulls out. So what happened? They offer the job to the DOP. Sebab dia nak orang Indonesia juga. What's your passport? Uh, it's Indonesian. Okay, you are the director. Makanya itulah caranya kita kita nak pergi cari rezeki yeah. Sebagai seorang pengenang film di Indonesia Pastikan hmm. kita ada pasport Indonesia yeah. uh, Menarik tu Alright, so sebagai trend mungkin bukan sesuatu yang agak Ni lah yang, yang menggambarkan secara um, accurate um, Tentang penerbitan film di Indonesia oleh orang Indonesia Tapi tak apa, it's very interesting to to have that insight all the same um, 
and thank you for Nila um, for for sharing that with us. But here's the thing: um, we mentioned about people working in Indonesia and whatnot, and very soon um, dia sendiri pun akan pulang. And bila saya kata very soon ni sebenarnya daripada masa kita buat rakaman ni uh, berapa jam lagi ya? Lagi 18 jam um, dia akan pulang ke tanah air. Actually, I just remember that I broke my ticket wrong. I should go back tomorrow, but I just realized that I booked my ticket on the twelfth. <laughs> on the twelfth, <laughs> you know, you know how how this um, how if you're booking a ticket in the website, uh-huh. you just uh, they just gonna uh, give you like the dates, right? Uh-huh. Like right? Uh-huh. I should click the sixth, uh-huh. but I click the one that is like beneath it. It's just the twelfth. So you're not going back tomorrow. I just and I just know it like two hours ago. <laughs> ya Allah ya Tuhanku. Eh, people have come to your home to take your bed and your fridge. <laughs> I know, right? I think I think I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm gonna sleep on a air bed or a water bed. A uh, water bed. Water bed. Eh, tapi kalau cintu kau raya kat sini lah. Yeah. Ya Allah ya Tuhan. Sedih. Sorry to hear about that lah bro Tapi um, Tapi selepas itulah Bukan lepas 18 jam Tapi selepas Minggu depan Minggu depan Minggu depan Kau ni I feel like I can slap you right now But I won't Because you're still a special guest Then okay Lepas minggu depan Bila dia dah pulang ke Indonesia And Tata tengok minggu depan pun sebenarnya Oh wait it's the following week Tapi tak apa Minggu depan Bila kau dah balik ke Indonesia ni What what are your What are your future plans What are you going to do As of now I don't have a plan <laughs> My plan is to not plan at all <laughs> No but I um, I want to continue What I've been doing here hmm. In Malaysia And uh, what I'm Doing Right now is uh, well, a lot of um, YouTube kind of work, hmm. um, corporate, a little bit of documentary kind of stuff as hmm. well. That I uh, intended to to go back into hmm. into that, hmm. uh, doing that again in Indonesia, and I think, given that Indonesia is a very big country, I think there's like a lot of opportunities there for me to learn and. Um, they have a bigger uh, film industry as well down there, yeah. And certainly a bigger um, commercial slash advertising uh, industry down there. Hmm. So yeah. Now we can go to Bali and you can be involved in making more music videos for Cherry Bells. Yes. <laughs> Maybe who knows? Maybe. I mean, I'm just gonna take it, I guess. It's, yeah. It's Cherry Bells, man. I've worked with them. I know that's why I, that's why I say <laughs> more cherries for you, Mister Diaz. <laughs> uh, cherry bell. Okay, before we sign off uh, from the second segment, mm-hmm. just a last thing, a last question. Um, a word of advice bagi mereka yang ingin um, mungkin sedang um, menerbitkan filem atau mereka yang ingin um, membuat filem. Um, Mencari titik permulaan tu for, for anyone listening to this podcast A word of advice About what you can um, Share from your experience um, Kalau satu sajalah uh, uh, What would it be? 
don't don't look for the point of entry you know i mean like if you have the opportunity just do it just go and make film if you really want to make film just just go and do it Mm. and don't think much about technicalities about whatever shit those people say on YouTube that you have to use the 5D Mark III with raw capabilities and Red just released the new Dragon Sensor with um, 2000 ISO sensitivity Dragon Sensor ni adakah ianya sensor yang digunakan untuk nak cari <coughs> naga dalam The Hobbit tu ke hmm. apa tak? No <laughs> just, just asking just No, it's just the name of the Red's new sensor Okay they will like tell you, oh, you have to greet this like that. You have to make it like this. But at the end of the day, uh, just do it. Just, just do it, and just feel that. Just, just believe that you can do it. Mm. You know, because if you, if you really want to do it, and you have the passion for it, those things will come. Just come at you. Okay. Right. Yeah. Just, I don't know if it's a good idea to, uh, it's good advice, or, but it's okay to be big-headed sometimes that hmm. fee- that that you feel that yes I know that yes I know what I'm doing even hmm. though that you don't know what you're doing hmm. but that's how you you learn especially if you don't come from a film school yeah yeah you have to you have to rely on those experience to 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 learn hmm. so, yeah you have the life as the classroom as the lecturers and it's a very very harsh <laughs> lecturers yeah stupid lecturers mm, life well they teach you how to load magazine right yeah tell her but the student pergi buat film but they don't majalah but they don't look majalah magazine that way that in short just do it just do it have a big head have a big head Alright. Yeah. Mr. DSNR one. But but not too big. Like. Not too big. Like. Not too big. Yeah. Just just feel that you have a big head. Yeah. Which head are we talking about here? I don't know. Which head are you at? <laughs> and on that note, Tontan Obama Skalian, Mr. DSNR one. Thank you very much. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Okey, tuan-tuan dan puan-puan sekalian, kita kembali dengan segmen terakhir bagi episod ini iaitu Philpen minggu ini atau FMI. Uh, sebab sebelum ni kita dah ada tamu minggu ini dan makanya kita selalu harus ada minggu ini um, yang dimasukkan pada nama segmen-segmen kita ni. Philpen minggu ini adalah uh, filem pendek pilihan uh, Encik Dia Senawan, uh, filem pendek yang berjudul Mobius. Arahan terbitan uh, Vincent Lafleur. Yeah, Vincent Lafore. Yeah. Fore. La 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 forêt. La forêt. La forêt. It's yeah. supposed to be like half French, French American. So we should say in a half French way, lah. Yeah, uh, Mobius so. by Vincent Lafore. Oui, Monsieur Hernawan. Eh, pour maintenant, Monsieur Hernawan. Um, j'ai une question pour pour toi. Um, what's the story about? Um, a story about a journalist who get tipped that um, there's going to be a, an execution by mafias or mm. by um, by Mexican drug cartels mm. and he went there he takes a picture and yet he was you know the the cartels saw that he was there and mm. they chase him up yeah. and he kind of like um, stuck in this I don't know a, a Mobius right a, a circle 
Yeah, yeah. Somewhat a circle. Yeah, right. And why why do you pick this short film to to share with us? Kenapa film pendek ni? Okay. Um, Fisson Lafleurie hasn't been around that long. His first film is made in 2008. Mm. His first film was uh, Ray Revere Shift. I can't spell it. Mm. But that's the, the that's the very very first film mm. or very first video that's being shot by a DSLR. Oh, you got. Yes, uh, he uh, Vincent Lafleurie was uh, one of the Canon's light explorer, like mm. one of the Canon's photographers that mm. that Canon. Uh, bring in and ask about new cameras yeah. and on on 2008 he got called by Canon and say oh this is the new 5D Mark II a new camera and you are a photojournalist yeah. and uh, you know a freelance photographer as well uh, what do you think about it he starts to ask question and and they say oh yeah it, it shoots video as well uh, yeah. and he's like what it shoots video yeah it shoots video and he tries it out and it's like okay I think I think There's something in this camera hmm. that would, you know, that is very big. And hmm. he asked the permission from the uh, Canon uh, representative to take the camera out for a weekend. Hmm. And he only have the body, one battery, one charger. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's okay. it. No, no movie gimbal stuff. No, no nothing. nothing. Right? No nothing. Yeah. No nothing. It's just the camera. Yeah. And he gather people around, and he make the uh, let's check out the name uh, Reverie Re Reverie. I can't I can't spell it. Reverie, Re- Reverie, Reverie. Yes, Reverie, yeah. Reverie. Yeah, Reverie. He made in uh, in New York City, hmm. and uh, he finish it up. He edit it and he release it. And you know what? What? People are going ape ape shit about it. <laughs> They're asking, "What are you shooting this with? Is is that all natural lighting? Is that this and is that, that? I mean, like this is like, you know, they never see DSLRs yeah, doing betul. videos. Betul. And yeah, uh, what happened next is well, you know what happened next. Everyone picks up a 5D Mark II, hmm. and um, they've made uh, a, fe- a Hollywood feature film." Hmm. Shoot 80% on 5D Mark II. That's uh, Shane Hilbert's work, Act of Valor. Shot mm. 80% on 5D Mark II. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's basically the game changer. The camera, the, the camera that that changes almost kind of like everything mm. uh, for everyone, mm. uh, especially the independent filmmakers. Because right now, they have a tool in their hand that that would look as good as an Alexa in some in in the eyes of an audience, right? Yeah. And yeah, it it, yeah. it kind of like diminishes the barrier uh, for entry. So he has my respect on that. Yeah. And on this, um, the project Mobius mm-hmm. is actually a project by Canon as well, mm. because they they see how much a uh, reverie, reverie, yeah, reverie, reverie uh, was uh, was a big hit. Yeah. And it makes like a what do you call that the <coughs> word. Word, uh, word, word, word to mouth, mouth to mouth, kind of advertising uh, for the camera. Word of mouth. Yeah. Word of mouth, kind yeah. of camera, uh, advertising for the camera. So they invited uh, Vincent Lafleury again, who is now uh, not only photographer but he's a director as well. Mm. This is, I think, 2011, 
yeah, 2011, mm. and they're about to release their new uh, Canon Cinema series, mm. the C series. First camera that they release is the Canon C300, which is a huge hit as well. Mm. I think most people in UK broadcast are using that camera, and it's a very popular camera for uh, documentary filmmakers as well. Mm. But um, he was one of the first people who actually got a hold of the uh, pre-production cameras mm. and make a film. Mm. Uh, you know, sponsored by Canon, of course, mm. obviously, and make a film. Um, yeah, and it's and and not only he made a film that represent how good the image is, mm. but he made a story that is actually enjoyable, right? The, okay. the film is actually enjoyable as well. Okay. And I see it as in, you know, um, most people would end up getting paid to mm. do whatever stuff that they're doing, mm. to do whatever video that they're doing. But it doesn't mean that you can just, you know, give an, I don't know, an okay kind of result if okay. you know that you can push yourself and you can make a brilliant stuff with mm. that, you know. Yeah. All right. That'll yeah. be interesting. Um, so why should people watch Mobius? It's a very good short film. <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. It's a very good short yeah, film. Kami akan um, sebarkan link dia kepada post yang akan kami letak bagi episod yeah. uh, podcast Thoughts on Films um, kali ini. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it. And I want to thank you, Mr. Diaz Anawan, for having spent your time with us. Not just for this episode, tetapi juga pada episod pertama dan kedua. Yeah. Um, siri podcast baru terbitan um, terbitan siapa nak kata siapa tak tahulah tak tahulah Fikri uh, Fikri dan Mus Fikri dan Mus uh, saya lebih suka Fikri dan Mus daripada Mus dan Fikri nama saya keluar dulu kan alright um, thank you Mr. Dias Renawan dan kami mengucapkan um, selamat pulang ke Indonesia minggu yeah. depan terima kasih terima kasih terima kasih terima dan Fikri um, So, since this is the last episode yang kita rakamkan Sebelum hari raya yang akan berlangsung beberapa hari lagi Daripada sekarang um, Bagi mereka yang dengar episod ni mungkin raya pun dah Dah lewat dah, lah Dah lewat dah, lah, dah. Yeah. Tapi all the same kami mengucapkan um, Selamat Hari Raya Aidilfitri Mohon maaf um, lahir dan batin Kenaan lahir dan batin Saya terfikir nak tukar Aidilfitri jadi Aidilfikri Tapi mungkin nanti orang kata hina Islam belakang Tapi tak apa maaf Zahir dan Batin bagi apa-apa kesilapan kami telah buat dalam um, perakaman episod podcast ini. Um, terima kasih. Assalamualaikum. Salam sejahtera dan salam satu Malaysia.